Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today I have Robert Klauser on the call with me to go over our monthly comic book episode. Rob, how you doing? How you doing, Alex, man? Thanks for having me back on. Hey, it is always a pleasure when I can get you on the call. It's, uh, it ta- takes the recording up to another <laughs> level that I cannot achieve on my own, so I thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, so for today, for May's uh, episode of our comic book of the month club is uh, regarding one of my favorite stories. This was not what got me into comics, but is what got me keeping with comics, which is World War Hulk. This is the story that came out uh, right after Civil War hit, uh, which is really cool, actually, because it's it was fresh off of the Registration Act, fresh off the battle of hero versus hero. And just when people thought they were catching their breath, Hulk decides to return to Earth to exact his revenge and uh, couldn't think of a better story for my birthday month. And like I said, this is just one of my all time favorite stories. So, Rob, I know we we had talked and we were kind of preparing for this uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of what stories we're going to read. Obviously, we're going to be touching on World War Hulk issues one through five. Uh, along with the World War Hulk prologue World Breaker. Uh, we also read a couple of tie-in issues. I would say that they're not required reading by any means, but some of them were an enjoyable stories, which was uh, World War Hulk X-Men issues one through three. Uh, we'd done mm-hmm. World War Hulk Frontline issues one through six. Uh, there's also the the Incredible Hulk storyline that kind of is happening at the same time as this book was really good at the time. I didn't reread it for this. I just remember really enjoying it. And then there's a bunch of other times. There's It goes into Iron Man, Ghost Rider. This was a, a big crossover event series that affected a lot of books uh, in some great and exciting ways. But uh, Rob, if I remember right, you had not read this prior, right? No, I haven't. So starting off, I guess, just as overall thoughts of the series, what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed this one, man. It's like action packed. There's a lot of, a lot of good things in here. And, uh, it, you know, it's got a lot of, uh, it, I, I'm, I'm guessing this is where Ragnarok got a lot of its storyline, not, not the world war Hulk stuff, but the prelude stuff, the, uh, planet Hulk's, you know, him going to Sakaar and all that. So I thought it was pretty cool to read this one over. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it flew by really quick because a lot of times when you read these runs, some stuff gets kind of dry or slow and you're just like, OK, trying to push through it. But this one was really fun. Uh, I got through it super quick. Yeah, it definitely feels like a blockbuster movie. And I think a part of that is, uh, you know, testament to Greg Pak's storytelling, but also to mm-hmm. John Romita Jr.'s uh, art. I think it is is just a very kinetic art. There's a lot of panels where there aren't even any words. It's just fighting. And uh, it really does feel like just this giant, you know, kind of set piece. But kind of back to your point. Right. The, so the the prelude to this, for those of you who are coming into this completely dry, first off, welcome. Happy for you to be here in terms of this story. You're going to be glad you you will be glad you did read it. But the the Hulk storyline starts off way back in in like Incredible Hulk, like 89, 88, something like that. And. I, I don't think I ever read the impetus for that story, but what happens is, if I'm remembering right, the Hulk has another one of his episodes, and he destroys this like a town. I think he like rampages across Las Vegas, is is if I'm remembering it right. And so from that story, the Illuminati 
being Iron Man, Mr. Fantastic, all of those guys, they uh, meet and they're like, we need to dig, we need to deal with the Hulk problem. Like this is getting out of hand. He keeps doing these things that are literally killing people and endangering people. And so their decision is to shoot the Hulk into space. And uh, really interesting story when you're reading those bits of it, because the conversations that they have are, it's just really interesting conversation. And you kind of hear it in World War Hulk too of them. It's like they're deciding the fate of somebody else without getting their consent. So they never ask the Hulk or Bruce Bruce Banner for his opinion on whether he would like to be shot into space. But at the same time, their initial plan was they were going to shoot him to a planet that was completely peaceful. Nobody lived on it. They'd confirmed that there was like no signs of life. It was lush forest. It was like an oasis. And so they're like, let's just, just think of it as like the Hulk's going on a vacation until he calms down. And so when you look at it like that, it's like, Oh, okay. You know, they're, they're trying to do it for the greater good. I feel like that's the, the one thing the Illuminati always had right in the storytelling is that, they were always trying to do things for the greater good. It's just that the way that they went about doing it was always wrong. And so they shoot the Hulk off into space. They like, they trick him in, into like getting into the spaceship and they shoot him off into space. And instead of landing on that planet, he is, he lands on Sakaar. And it is this very violent and desolate planet. It's not at all like the Sakaar from the MCU in that, you know, that one kind of feels like a, sort of city in the sand sort of thing. Whereas this, it, it, most of it, he's like out in the desert and he's having to fight all the time. So there's like warring factions and they're all killing each other. And he becomes the, uh, he becomes the, I think they even call him Sakaar, uh, but he's, he's basically King Hulk there. He beats everybody and eventually he gets captured by the leading king there, which is not Jeff Goldblum, completely different character, but he gets put into the Coliseum where he has to fight for, and this part's the exact same as the movie is like, they all have obedience chips on. They have to fight for their freedom sort of thing. And what's really cool about that story is uh, they actually, I don't remember how, but they have the silver surfer. And so he is also obedience disc. So that's like the big Thor fight from the movie is him fighting the silver surfer in the comics. And it was really good. And so, you know, he's fighting and eventually he ends up winning his freedom, but they don't let him leave. And they're like, we're not going to do this. And so he ends up taking on the entire system sort of thing and winning, obviously. And so he becomes the king of Sakaar. He takes a wife and, uh, they, I think it's almost right when the bad stuff happens, his wife announces that she's pregnant. And what was a really cool thing, and they, they do it in the movie too, is like no one really knows about Bruce Banner this entire time. He is the Hulk the whole time. And he's almost pushed Bruce into this space in his mind where Bruce isn't even there anymore. Like this is full on Hulk. And he's not a baby Hulk like in the movie either. He's like a, a, a comprehending adult Hulk. And it's so cool to watch because he, you know, makes all these tough decisions and all this stuff. But what ends up happening is there's a, uh, a malfunction on the ship that got him there and the ship explodes and kills like a ton of people. I don't know how many, but a lot, including his wife and unborn child. And so all of this death and destruction happens and his immediate response, which no one would blame him, is the the illuminati caused this like the earth caused this and it's i need to go back to earth and exact my revenge and so that's basically that is literally the lead up to this and that's all within those incredible hulk issues and and you can find them on marvel unlimited as well they're all listed under uh, incredible hulk but it's the whole they'll all say planet hulk on them 
And so from there, we get into this prelude issue. And so the issue, I think in terms, you have to tell me, Rob, so the issue kind of recaps that, right? Like it kind of yeah. over all of those things that happen. And it's essentially like a, if you didn't know anything prior, it's it's good to read this. And then they had a couple of side stories in it. So in my personal opinion, I think I like reading World Breaker, the prelude, just because, like I said, it has good memories for me. But it's, it, mm-hmm. in my opinion, completely unnecessary if you've read the other Hulk issues going in. Is that kind of what you got from it? I mean, yeah, I, I didn't know nothing going into it. So it's a good way to catch me up to what's going on. You know, like he like he's with he's with all the. Uh, all the other people from Sakaar and he's like freaking out, uh, kind of like hallucinating that he's actually fighting the Illuminati and he's like actually fighting his own, his own soldiers on the ship headed to earth. So, and yeah, you, like you said, you kind of get the gist of what happened before this. So it was, you know, it was good getting into that because mm-hmm. I never read any of the planet. To all of his friends as well, the, his war bound as well, which again, you would right. learn about in the prior issues, but if you hadn't known about them, you get a little bit of who they are in there as well. Yeah. So I had a question for you. Yeah. The whole Illuminati thing. Do you think they would ever try to uh, bring that up in the MCU? Because like I bring up like, the I, Illuminati I, I, as a as an idea. Yeah, as an idea, because you know, I know Tony Stark's gone, but you still got other people that's that's in that group. And like yeah. me, I, I would think I would think something that would kind of be like a off-putting about it is a lot of people. Uh, they they tie the Illuminati to devil worshiping. So I don't know if that's something that Disney would touch. Oh yeah, that's an interesting. You know what I'm like, but yeah. it, it, it you know it, it's it's not that's not what it's about. Illuminati's not about that. But a lot of people tie them tie the two together. There's, so there's a couple different ways it could go, I think. And I honestly, I would hope that it would be whatever is going to be the best story for them to tell with it. Because the, the, the coolest mm-hmm. thing about the Illuminati, like I said, is just the way that they're working in the shadows and the stuff that they're doing is always so cool. But at the same time, you're like, that's messed up. Like, that's crazy. Why are you guys doing this? But then you're like, but that's also kind of badass that, you know, they're pulling the trigger on all these things. And it, for that sort of thing, I would highly recommend to anyone out there reading the uh, it's called Illuminati. Um, it's it's a five issue miniseries that Brian Michael Bendis wrote. And each issue goes over an event that they were a part of making a decision on. And they're all from right. the past. So it's it's none of its present day except the last issue. And it, the last issue is around secret invasion. And so that's like it basically is a lead into secret invasion. But I could see them doing it that way where we like find out that there actually was an Illuminati that Tony Stark was involved in when he was alive, uh, like way back when sort of that, that would be insane. But also, you know, we're getting introduced to new characters. So you think about the Hulu Illuminati is. So you've got, you've got Tony Stark, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Professor Xavier, Black Bolt, Black Panther, Dr. Strange, um, who else? Namor. Namor, yeah. And uh, I believe that's it. I might be missing one of them. But when you think about it, really, at this point, Tony Stark is the only one who's not in the Illuminati anymore in terms of being dead. So you've got so many other characters that you could have in there. And I could totally see if they write it the right way with the Fantastic Four movie, I could totally Mm -hmm. see Mr. Fantastic being the the head of the Illuminati instead of Tony Stark because he's got that sort of like he's almost like Tony Stark in that I know what's best sort of way. Yeah. I, I could, I could see um, like if I, if I put my two cents in there, I could see like before all the controversy with, you know, Letitia Wright, I could have seen Sherry as one of the Illuminati just to have that female perspective and, you know, she's yeah, super smart. Be, so that, that would have been, that would have been great. That would have been great, you know, but 
yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see moving yeah, forward. Yeah, we'll see. Look, all all I care about is that they pull it off. Like if if we whatever it ends up looking like, I'm cool with it as long as when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is insane. Like if if it ends up being something where it's shoehorned in or it's you know doesn't make sense, like I would hate it if they pulled that. But right. I, I trust them. I think they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, the so you know, and in building into that, his Warbound is uh, they're sort of like you could call them his BFFs, but uh, that's where you get the other characters from Ragnarok, right? You got Korg there, Meek is there, right. both of mm-hmm. whom are completely different characters in the comics than they are in the movie, and I'm so glad for that because it's nice to see both of the perspectives. Like they're great as comedic relief in the movies, and also mm-hmm. you know, getting Taika to be a character in the movie is awesome, but in the comics and and i come i will get to it but i completely forgot that twist at the end rob with uh with meek and uh was not i forgot that completely so i did not see that coming and it blew my mind but then i love how korg is like the adult in the room like he is very professional very uh you know soft spoke he he speaks softly but carries a big stick is what i would describe him as and he they go into some good detail on him in the the front line series because he's investigating someone who was murdered from the group and uh but Mm -hmm. those two are the most interesting then there's a couple of others there's uh the guy who uh he's basically like dr strange he's like an old magician and uh, he, I really liked him in the World Breaker issue because he kind of calms Hulk down and teaches him how to meditate and forget all of that stuff. And then there's, uh, there's one other, there's a, a female who is red, and then there's a robot. But uh, again, they, they play a small part in World War Hulk uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. obviously until the very end when they be, try to become his conscience. So that's kind of where uh, World Breaker sets us up is, you know, again, Hulk is trying to get his revenge and uh, for everything that happened to him. So this is really at the end of the day is a a revenge story, but from Hulk's perspective, it's a justice story and it's about him getting Mm -hmm. justice for the loss of life from this planet that he did not want to be on, but suddenly now it is, you know, the planet that he has to take revenge for because he's the king of the planet. So uh, this story opens up with, and and I, I think we talked about this a while ago too, is that I love each of these issues deals with a different big battle and uh, a different Illuminati character as well that he's taking down. Mm-hmm. And I, as much as I, and we're going to have to have a talk about this as we get going too, of like, are these fights actually accurate? Uh, because I honestly, I love the fact that Hulk just takes everybody down. Like he, there's nobody that he can't beat sort of thing because they say that mm-hmm. man, the matter he gets, the stronger he gets. And in this story, you could say this is the apex of his anger. Like he, is so mad, but I, th- I feel like, you know, in a perfect world, some of these characters could have probably done a little more. And so we'll start with that on our first issue. So this one starts with uh, them deciding to take out the biggest gun in their opinion, which is Black Bolt. And uh, right. this is also the Iron Man issue, but it starts with Black Bolt. And so as they're on their way to earth, we get the ba- absolutely badass shot of the Hulk being outside on the ship in space, smashing through craters and meteors as uh, as they're flying towards earth and then they land on the moon to take out black bolt so what what did you think about that fight i mean it was super short but i, I could appreciate the art in there like like him saying you know like he like black bolt basically whispered at him and kind of did a little bit of damage and let the big ass ravine in the moon but like he just he said you know i, I want to hear you scream like he's 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 not he's not having it dude. he's like going at him with everything 
Like, yeah. like you said, he, you know, he, he gets in the comics, at least he gets stronger, the angrier he gets. So he's, he's like taking out black boat, like nothing. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I'm a huge black bolt fan. And so mm-hmm. like, he could have totally yelled at the Hulk and it would have been such a devastating blow that even if it didn't hurt the Hulk, he could have been shot into space. And then it's like, what do right. you do at that point if he's just floating in space? And I feel like they could have done that. But again, this isn't Black Bolt's story. This is the Hulk story. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just, then, yeah, you get that. It's the full that full page spread of him saying, I want to hear you scream. And that's like a yeah, that's like a poster you could put up on the wall. It's just so. Oh, yeah. And yes, yeah, so he yeah. beats the crap out of him. If I'm remembering right, though, Robert, uh, I'm pretty sure that that is a scroll that that Black Bolt is a scroll. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, cool. and I, I obviously I don't think it's revealed until the Secret Invasion series, but that made me. I think I will have to double check when we get to those issues and read that story. But I, I seem to remember being like, "Oh, that's why he couldn't beat the Hulk, is because he was just a scroll. It wasn't the the real Black Bolt." Um, but yeah, okay. so then from there he he arrives on Earth and uh, sets up a hologram b- broadcast across the entire planet. But really, the mm-hmm. message is only for a couple of people in New York City. And uh, basically saying, hey, heads up, I'm coming. Actually, just kidding. I'm here. I'm going to mm-hmm. ruin all of your lives. You have 24 hours to evacuate your city so that we don't have any casualties, uh, any side side death. Uh, and once they're all gone, I'm coming. And I don't care who's there. I'm going to level the entire city. And I've never been more scared in my life. Like, I, I not, at no point was I like, ah, he's bluffing. <laughs> like, I, he's yeah. bluffing yeah th- this gave me man of steel vibes like the movie <laughs> oh with Zod? honestly yeah like yeah, like he's, broad- he's broadcasting all over the world he's like you have 24 hours just like man of steel yeah that's a great point so i guess you could say man of steel stole that from this because this came out from- yep hey but that's okay mm-hmm. if they're they're pulling from world war hulk i'm happy with it uh and from there and i love this too because you you know tony stark is always like this but it's like Tony Stark's first response is, all right, well, then I'm going to fight the Hulk. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're just yeah. a man in a metal suit. Like, you're not going to be able to defeat the Hulk. But as, as we had talked about, Rob, this is uh, this is our first kind of foray into the MCU in this in this issue of uh, the Iron Man Hulk. Mm-hmm. Fight. Yep. This this uh, this gave me Ultron vibes like like them having the Hulk buster fight with you know, Hulk putting them through that, that skyscraper. We, would you call it? You said it was the, uh, what's that building called? Uh, that's the, well, that's, I think Avengers tower, but it's got centuries, the watchtower on top. Yeah. It's got centuries watchtower. That's right. That's why it looked weird. Cause it had, to, it had that stuff on top of it. It didn't look like the, you know, uh, conventional Avengers tower, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, but it's, it's this time around in the comic, it's, it's Hulk putting to Tony through the, uh, skyscraper and, you know, unlike how it was in a movie. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I think maybe there's two panels where Iron Man has the upper hand. I feel like all mm-hmm. the rest of it is him just getting the, the crap beat out of him. And and as that's going right. on, you've got like Spider-Man and She-Hulk and they're helping evacuate the city. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, even before that was fight was taking place, uh, they went to go talk to the Sentry, which I, th- I thought right. was really cool. And I know we talked about that too in terms of it being a big, big buildup of you know mm-hmm. okay now that we know he they're at least talking to the century there's got to be a century fight in this because who else who else could stop the hulk if no one can stop the hulk the century can stop the hulk 
And Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we get to that in the last issue, but I mean, I'm just scrolling through these pages. And like I said, just pages of no dialogue of what, like when the Hulk, when the Hulk falls down and slams into Iron Man and all of the the sonic boom ruptures, all the windows. Yeah. Like Like I said, I could have cussed blast. Yeah. Just, just like an Ultron, like when they, when they like, Oh yeah, when collide, they collide, the right? Yeah, yeah. They, everything that like, gets a concussion blast takes out all the glass and whatnot. So yeah, so, so so good. And also, huge shout out to uh, this is one of my favorite Hulk outfits. I would almost say this is my favorite Hulk outfit. His uh, um, the gladiator so. World War Hulk outfit. Um, it he's got like the whole metal arm, and then he's got the cool like he almost looks like someone from three hundred, like a Athenian mm-hmm. soldier or something like that. And again, that it really lends itself to the whole. Uh, Colosseum aspect from Planet Hulk. Uh, but yeah, no, again, like Iron Man's just thinking like he's got something and he totally doesn't. But doesn't he say at one point too that he injects nanites into the Hulk when he punches him at one point? And he tries, I think. Something yeah. like that. And then he has people shoot a bunch of missiles at him and Hulk gets some flashbacks of the the missiles that ex- or the, the whole ship that exploded. And uh, mm-hmm. from there, you know, obviously nothing harmed him. And now Tony's like, oh, crap. And then we get another amazing full page of him just smashing into Iron Man, destroying Iron Man's uh, his. Uh, what? Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm blanking on it. What is the suit called? The Hulkbuster? There we go. Yeah. That's a, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulkbuster suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, slamming him into the, the tower. And the whole tower just collapses. And again, I just, it's panel by panel slow-mo of the watchtower sinking into the building due to the insane. It's just, I mean, you're right, actually. This is literally from Age of Ultron or Age of Ultron is from Mm. this of them. Yeah, it literally took this whole panel. As it explodes. Just Mm -hmm. incredible. And still, even by then, he comes out screaming. He is mad. He's got a little bit of green blood coming out of his mouth. But and then that's the end of the issue. And so, what an right. opening! What an opener for for a story like this. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is like an epic storyline right here, man. Like like yeah. I, like I said, like I, this thing, I, I I finished it super fast. It takes me a long time, <laughs> even even to read a couple of issues because it it kind of gets slow. But this thing is like action packed throughout. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, first issue done. You got Black Bolt and Iron Man taken out. So there's only a couple more Illuminati that are left in this mm-hmm. second issue, I believe. And, and it's cool too. They're all based off the cover. So the fantastic four are on the cover of this one. So, you know, that this is when he's taking out Mr. Fantastic. Uh, but at the same mm-hmm. time, we're getting a little bit of backstory on Dr. Strange. Uh, we know that he's going to be coming into play later on. Uh, but you know, Hulk's Warbound then shows up and it's like, okay, you know, we're going to be taking over sort of thing. I think he basically asks, like, we need you all to surrender this city and we're going to, we're in charge now. And they're like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. And, uh, and so then the, well, at that point, that's when she Hulk kind of stands up for herself and for the team. And she's like, don't worry. I can reason with him. He's my cousin. And it's like, no, yeah. you really can't reason with him. Like, please don't even bother. And so then they fight and it's a great fight, but she just gets smashed into the ground and says, God help us. And it's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm just looking at this. Okay. So not only is he taking out an Illuminati member in this issue, he also takes mm-hmm. on the entire, uh, I think this is the new Avengers at the time or no, this yeah, was the, Eric- the new Avengers and mighty Avengers. But um, yeah, so he, the whole Warbound team is fighting off. Sam, Doc Sampson, Luke Cage, Spider Woman, Spider Man, 
uh, Mir- not Miracle Man, but Simon Williams, and mm-hmm. uh, also Captain Marvel, who is Miss Marvel at this time. But right. what a, I mean, again, just tons of fighting. And the only reason that they're fighting is because they're trying to buy Mr. Fantastic some time. And he's creating this giant machine. Him and T'Challa, I love this too. Him and T'Challa are, are creating this giant machine. And uh, I'm trying to remember, what does the machine even do? Uh, I thought... Do they even get to use the machine? Do they get beaten before they even get to it? I'm gonna look no, I think they did use it. But it didn't do anything to them. Oh, they, they kept, they oh kept no, using... no. This machine was... Uh, the machine is to make it look like he's fighting the century. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I think there's so their thought process wasn't again. If you guys haven't read the old Century issues, I, I would highly recommend. Yeah. He's another one of my favorite characters, and so he, the Century mm-hmm. is he's this he's probably one of the best and arguably worst retcon characters ever. He was friends with all of the original people, so like he was a hero at the same time as all the other heroes were coming out. So like he's apparently a golden age hero when Spider-Man just became Spider-Man, when the Fantastic Four just turned into the superhero team, he was there as well. So he was really close friends with the Hulk, with the the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, all of them. And so their thought process was, if anyone can calm the Hulk down, it's going to be the Sentry. So what if we just project an image of the Sentry to try and see if that will work? And to me, that's the same thing as Iron Man uh, creating a fake Thor in civil war. Like what is this idea of like faking it instead of being truthful? And obviously uh, Robert, not you, Robert, but Robert, the uh, uh, Robert Reynolds, uh, the century is in a really mm-hmm. weird way right now, like mentally. And they, th- that was one, th- the one, if I could have one nitpick on this series, again, it would just be the handling of the century. I feel like every issue he says that he is, an anxiety and agoraphobic or something like that he's like they say the couple of a words of right. him being having these mental issues and so he won't go help right now so they're like we have to just make something up what how did you feel about that i felt like this is the same thing they were doing in dark avengers they gotta they gotta hype him up and yep. they like this is like you gotta have a lot of lip service just to hype this guy up just to get in a fight and that that's the same thing i took away from this one is just like Dark Avengers, yeah. So like like you said, he's he's like he's almost too powerful to where you can't have him come in right away and take care of anything because he's he's so OP compared to everybody else. Like like what do you say? He's got the power of a, a, a thousand exploding, exploding suns. suns. Yeah, there you go. Which again, so, I feel like only yeah. a couple of those exploding suns could kill a Hulk, no matter how angry he right. is. I feel like it could. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. me. But you know what? We we get to test that theory because to buy him more time, uh, Storm, the Human Torch, and the Invisible Woman, and the Thing, uh, well, not not yet, but they go to buy him some more time. And I love this mm-hmm. too because uh, they do essentially at the same time, uh, Human Torch is doing like a supernova bomb while Storm is doing a giant oh, yeah. strike on him, and it still isn't enough. <laughs> It does good. No, though. yeah, they they down, but they lay waste to Manhattan so bad in this. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. the property damage claims alone are going to definitely exceed <laughs> trillions for sure. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and then and then he fights and then he fights Thing, which is another one of those classic comic book fights of uh, who who would win between the Hulk and the Thing. 
And obviously right now, <laughs> the only person who's winning is the Hulk. And uh, this was another one where God, he just is hammering into him. And, and the, that bit where he he's he puts both of his fists and slams them into yeah, his, smash his head. Oh, my. The headache Man. that I would have. And then, oh, yeah, they're like century shows up. It's like so, so far, every panel where he's taking somebody out, you, you could swear it's like the way that the way they the way they draw it is like he's killing somebody. But and it's, it's not it's not the case at all. But like like some 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 of like the finishing moves and stuff he does to Tony to Black Bolt and everybody's just so brutal, man. It's 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 nuts. It really is. I mean, at this point, you're looking at he goes uh, the century is like oh let's let's calm down and talk about this it's over and like extends his hand to him and hulk just smashes his hand and crushes the device and it's like gotcha and then he just reams into reed richards which is honestly one of the most interesting fights in the story for me because that you know i don't think we see enough of how not powerful, but defensive. Mister Fantastic is like it's it, it's impossible to hurt him because he's basically rubber, and and right. he can extend himself as much as he wants. And so you get these beautiful, beautiful panels of just the greens and the blues of him just mm-hmm. hitting him so hard, and he's just like spread out like a plastic man or or sort of thing. And oh my gosh! And then and then uh, Sue. Uh, calls Bob and he's like, she's like, Bob, we, we failed. We tried to do it without you, but we really need you. And he's literally yeah. just in his, in his house, sitting hands on his knees, watching God knows what the friends reunion, who knows, but he's just sitting there <laughs> chilling. And, and he's yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess maybe I'll come soon. And it's like, yeah, dude, we know you're coming in the last issue, but dude, please stop. He looks like he's enjoying himself. I'm, I'm telling you, this is on page well, I have, I have the collected edition, but it's page 68. Mm-hmm. When, when it says, we really yeah. need you right now, he looks like he's smiling while he's watching TV. Like, Yeah, he, he just, he's just watching the, the playoffs. I don't, I don't know. Seriously, he's, he's got chilling. something on. He's got some sports on, or who, who knows? He's just trying to distract the, 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 the dogs, you wait for him to do something. The dog's sitting there. That's right. Yeah, the dog, yeah, the dog <laughs> whines at him like, Dad, come on, let's go. Save yeah. the world. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then of course, you know, he he comes back and he's got his his trophies in hand. He's li- in one hand, he's got the thing, and then in the other hand, he's got Mister Fantastic and all of his right. Warbound are carrying all of the other fallen. And what I love about this too, and we start to see in this issue, is uh, people as a whole are Team Hulk, like the society. Yeah. Like this is actually a good thing. Like he's, he's speaking truth to power and taking down, you know, the, the big wigs sort of thing. Yeah. Cause I think people think that the, uh, the, the Illuminati guys are like snobby, I guess. Like a lot of people, a lot of people that hate uh, Stephen strange, a lot of people that hate Tony Stark. So yeah, they're, they're, they're all for Hulk, like breaking, breaking the establishment, so to speak. Cause isn't it like, even in this one, Tony's like, He's like the director of Shield and stuff like that, so I think a lot of people are against that. Do you think in this instance then that the Hulk is Donald Trump? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No, okay, okay. Because you know, <laughs> no. I mean, in, in a sense, when you look at it, the Hulk's the bad guy here, Cause right? Because like, if, if, if that's if that's the case, if that's the case, he wouldn't be out front. He'd have his cronies <laughs> doing everything, and the Hulk would be hiding in a bunker somewhere. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you wouldn't be caught dead out in the streets. Uh, no. But yes, yeah, so the Hulk is out in the streets, and and the next plan mm. is okay. Well, you know, <laughs> we we've clearly realized fighting doesn't work, and faking it doesn't work either. So maybe we can talk it out. 
And so Rick right. Jones shows up, Hulk's best friend, and tries to mm. calm him down. And it actually works. He's like, you know what? Fine. And I love I loved this panel right before Doctor Strange tries to take over his mind. It's like, dude, come on. But uh, the panel right before, the Hulk puts his arm on, on Rick's shoulder. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Like he, he still has a little bit of that sort of kindness in him, especially to, right. the, to those of his who are still kind of his friends who wouldn't really hurt him. Yeah, my, I, I think I think if if he could have just got with the Illuminati, I think he would have left everybody alone. Like it, it's it's all it's it's all, I mean it's all it's all for show. But it's if he could have just got to to Tony and and Reed and all of them, like there would have been a lot less collateral damage. But I think I think it's more of like you said, his war balance. They're they're the they're the ones that want to fight more than he does. He's just pissed off. And if he, right. if he could have just. If he could have just got the Illuminati, everything would have been cool. But, Which is ironic, though, right? Because, you know, as this gets to a close, uh, the Warbounder, the ones that are like, whoa, hang on, man. Like, you're going a little too far. And it's like, dude, yeah. you guys literally instigate. Like, they pushed him. Yeah, the whole time. Way. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you every know what? That would have actually like... been a really cool story. Because if I'm, you know, this story, I think I like it so much because it reminds me of those anime fights that are just so insane. And I feel like they right. could have made a really good story if it was just the Illuminati, because you could have then had an issue just of them fighting of each issue being a different character. So like the whole first issue is just him fighting Black Bolt and you could have it where like half of the issue Black Bolt has the upper hand and then by the end of it, the Hulk wins. And then the next, you know, same, you know how in like anime fights, there's always like a trump card and then it gets stronger and stronger. Like I could have seen that, but because there's so many characters in here, I feel like they had to sort of depower the Illuminati and like, yeah, we'll take out Black Bolt right away. Or yeah, we'll smash out Iron Man right away sort of thing. Yeah, because if they did this anime style, it'd be like 100 issues long. Oh, hey, I I wouldn't complain (laughs) if it was all fighting. Uh, But yeah, so so, uh, Doctor Strange tries to get in his head and he's like, nope, not going to work. And so he jumps over to try. Oh, okay. So by the end of this issue though, and I, I think this part is where you would get to like a tie-in issue. And that would have been one of the incredible Hulk tie-in issues. It because I only know that because it turns into incredible Hercules after this uh, Hercules and his band show up to fight the Hulk. And so while that's happening, we get the reveal of who he will be fighting next which is uh, General Thunderbolt Ross and the U.S. military, which is, right. again, you know, it's like, okay, if if Black Bolt couldn't take him out, what chance does the military have? And I love that uh, they talk about that in the next issue, too, because he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to take Yeah, because yeah. I, when, I, when I looked at that last panel, like, okay, what are y'all going to do except just be, you know, fodder? Yeah, what are you going to shoot bullets for, for at? For the most part. Yeah, what what they got? They got adamantium or vibranium bullets that that right. kind of hurt, kind of hurt and irritate him mm-hmm. a little bit. But he still winds up taking everybody out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I you know, what I really <laughs> like those. Like, despite all of that, there's still a really good story behind Ross. And Ross is very brief in here, but I love his whole thing about like people just don't get it. Like they forgive him, and then he causes another accident and then we forgive him again and then he and i love that we get that like there's that flashback page of him they like built the statue for the hulk right he rips it down and uses it to fight it was like just a really cool like i totally get that it makes sense why he would be doing what he's doing but there is a uh uh there's got to be a panel on here i could have swore where they were like no this isn't gonna 
you know, this isn't going to work. Why are we doing it? Yeah. I mean, well, Rick Jones says bombs can't stop him. You're just going to make him matter. And he says he can get as mad as he wants. It's not going to do him much good after those adamantium shards rip every inch of his flesh from his bones. Right. Uh, And yeah, that, that part was pretty intense too. seeing him like just, he's like crouched down as these people are just re and I'm trying to, it almost reminds me of uh, a little bit of the wonder woman scene in uh, when she's in the trenches and she's just like sitting there as all the bullets are coming at her shield. Like he's mm-hmm. basically just taking it and he knows he can take it, but then he yeah. rips up and destroys this helicopter. And this whole time, the whole thought being, if we, if we fight him, uh, Dr. Strange can take over. And so at a small point he does, but then the Hulk's like, well, no, he, he takes him into like an astral realm basically to try and talk. Right. To him. And it's a good conversation. Again, he keeps trying to explain to him, like, you see why I'm doing this. Like you guys literally ruined my life. And they're like, I'm sorry. But at the same time, we didn't really ruin your life, Bruce. Like we didn't plan to send you there. We did not put a bomb on your ship like i don't know what you're talking about and then i love this where he says easy bruce i've got you and he goes yeah mm-hmm. and i've got you and then he turns into yeah. the hole and smashes yep. his hands and i i thought that was interesting what's your take on that i did not know that dr strange couldn't do magic if his hands were broken i didn't know that either i know i mean I'm like, like, like he, 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 has a, he has a hard time that's what I thought. I thought he, that's, that's, that's how he got his hands. Like he couldn't use his hands anymore. Cause even in like, even in the comics, I thought that was, that was a thing with him. Cause before, before the movies, that, that was a thing. Like he was trying to figure out how to fix his hands. Yeah. That and, was always, you know, he winds up using magic. Right. So, I mean, he, it, it looks like he can use it, but it, it's, it's really tough for him without his hands. But like you said, that was the whole reason he became the sorcerer supreme in the first place. Cause he had, he couldn't use his hands anymore. I think it could be because, and I, I'm not, I'm no sorcerer, but he does, right? Like when he's doing stuff, he's always moving his hands yeah. around and doing things. If, if the Hulk had just smashed my hands to oblivion, I wouldn't be able to do hand motions either. I would be in so much pain <laughs> that I'd be like, actually, I can't do the magic right now. It hurts so bad. So maybe that's it. Right. out of pure pain. He can't, he can't cast mm-hmm. spells. Uh, and so then from there, he goes and really reams into the military again, ripping off the, uh, missile, uh, whatever, from the tank and smashes it into the tank and then throws it into yeah. a helicopter. And then that helicopter flies into another helicopter. And then he does like a sonic. He just destroys these guys. I loved it. He's just, and uh, yeah. And then uh, General Ross is still up in a helicopter shooting him. And he says, why won't you die already? And he says, mm-hmm. that's your job. And then we get the corniest line in the entire series. I don't know if you caught this one. Not ding dong likely, you crazy. And then the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ding dong, <laughs> huh? From from Thunderbolt yeah. Ross. But uh, I and guess, that, but that ending was cool too because him and Von, him and Ross fall to the earth. I thought that was right. cool, but apparently not. No, that's what I'm saying. Every every freaking panel where where he's taking somebody out, you think they're done. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But you you find out eventually like he he's got them all locked up because you know they still want to show. Hulk is as a as a as a good guy, so to speak. Like he's not totally brutal, I guess. Because like like the way he takes everybody out, the way he takes everybody out is is vicious. And you you see him, you know. I know we're gonna get to it, but later on, but you see him all locked, all beat up and everything. But 
like some of the stuff he does to these guys, like, oh yeah, he's dead for sure, but they, they don't show it. But I don't know. No, I did I did like cage. They've got their their they've got the obedience discs put into them and they uh, are caged up. And Robert Reynolds apparently is taking a nap on his sofa now. He's got his eyes closed. He's looking down. It must have been a boring game of golf that he was watching. And uh, right. and then, of course, okay, if he's not going to listen to the Avengers, who is he going to listen to? Uh, how about the president of the United States? And uh, the president uh, calls him and says, you know, we need your help. We need you right now. And he's like, well, can you hang on for two more issues? I'll show up then. And uh, right. But then we get the, the final bit of this is we see – what has the Hulk done? But uh, right, is this what I'm seeing, or does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he goes and they go and invade the Sanctum Sanctorum. I love that Iron Fist is there to kind of protect it, but even Iron Fist is no match for them. And by the end of this, though, we see that the Hulk has turned Madison Square Garden into a coliseum, and all right. of those people are getting ready to fight. And, uh, you know, and Rick Jones is there. So I, I love that too, that like he's allowed Rick Jones to just kind of chill there as almost like a pet of sorts where he's like, he gets mm -hmm. to talk to the Hulk, but no one's fighting him and all of this, but there's a, su a substantial crowd that has gathered in the Madison square Garden yeah. arena. To yeah, he's, watch these he's got guys. a lot of followers now. Yeah. The Hulk's got a lot of followers now. So. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and Rick Jones is, he tell, I love this though. He says, Prove, prove you're not a monster or prove you're a monster, not a hero. A hero wants justice, not revenge. And I love it because Meek's the one who's like, stupid human, you still believe in justice? Like nothing's going to ever bring them back from that bomb that exploded. And, you know, that's why we do why we do what we do is because Hulk's the world breaker. And it's time to, to do that. And then the end of this issue is Dr. Strange shows up he has done the unthinkable he has uh, right. oh, yeah. has summoned a dark spirit called zom that uh turns his hands into little like I, I don't that that was another thing i never really got i'm like okay i mean i get your hands were broken but now they're like stubs they're like metal yeah 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 mace I, I like them what do you do? Cut him off? I, I didn't get that part. Yeah, I, so that. It's, I guess it's just because he's got a demon in him now. But I love again, cool okay. shot though of him saying "strange smash," and then the the issue ends, and so we go, oh, so this next fight is going to be with Doctor Strange. So yeah, but we get some wider shots in this, excuse me, this fourth issue of Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. and I don't remember where it is in this in this story, but there was a really great part where they said, uh, like. You know, okay, obviously we know what the Hulk is doing is wrong. And like a normal person could look at this and say that it's wrong, but look at how many people are watching and wanting this to happen, like wanting this, to see these fights. And I think that's in yeah. this issue. Maybe I'll see if I can catch it. But just again, so fascinating that like, you know, the people just want to be entertained one way or the other, as long as I guess they feel safe. But Strange is going in on these people. He's destroying all of them or, or fight, at least fighting all of them. And I think the Hulk still sort of takes him out. I mean, Strange is just destroying him. Yeah, it's it's this this uh some of the stuff kind of reminds me of like when you know in Ragnarok when Thor Thor starts using his like his thunder powers like like mm. you got the one panel of of Strange giving him like an uppercut and he's oh yeah falling back kind of like he does in in uh, Ragnarok and like you know at, at this point Strange is not even in control of himself. And a building's about to fall down, and you know, that this this is what you're talking about earlier about like he's not totally 
I don't know, like he's not totally on board with with taking everybody out because he he finds time to save the people from the from the uh, building falling down. Yep, the yeah, Hulk does. Says, They're fine. No thanks to you. Right. Oh yeah, and then he says, uh, he says, I'm so, <laughs> strange. Says I'm so sorry. This this much power, this much anger. It's so hard to control. And he says, I'll tell you right. what, I'll give you a lesson. And then he just beats the hell out of yeah. him. And then yeah, yeah he ends up real. Yeah, he just holy cow, whole page of him just smashing his face. And and then he locks him up too. And so uh, from there, I'm trying to see what he does next. Yeah, the next part is the rest of this issue is them fighting each other. So his whole mm-hmm. bit is, all right, well, I'm going to make you guys all fight each other. And that's a really, I, I like that. I thought that was cool. And again, at this point, you know, even the Hulk is kind of like, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this, but I know it needs to be done sort of thing. And I loved that the certain, you know, they had people come in and give like testimony. Right. Like I'm a witness to Black Bolt doing this to my family, to Mr. Fantastic doing this to, and they talk about it when Mr. Fantastic created the fake Thor and when Mm -hmm. Dr. Strange summoned a demon. And uh, so just really cool to see that, like, okay, who are the real monsters? I think maybe that's one of the bigger themes of this story is like, who actually is the, uh, the, the real monster? Yeah, because like like you were saying before, like we first started talking about it, like the Illuminati, they always wind up doing something they think they're doing for the greater good, or winds up messing things up, or or they wind up uh, causing more collateral damage than than they intend. So like you said, like all these people are giving testimonies and all the stuff that they've done. So like 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 we talked about before, you like like you're, I, I guess there are people that are supposed to be fearful that the Hulk is coming back, but you know you got a lot more people. Uh, rallying to his cause or rallying to his side because like you said like the Illuminati they're just they they they're they're like kind of high society type dudes or really yeah, smart guys that mm-hmm, yeah yeah and he and I love too that he when he's giving this like history lesson as he releases that giant monster and he says basically mm-hmm. like on my first day on the the strange planet uh, I had to fight right. something like this. And then, you know, they had to fight him. And then he goes, uh, and I love this bit. He goes, on my second day, they took me to the Maw, a gladiatorial training school, and threw me into a bunch of a pit with a bunch of other slaves and told us to kill each other. And then, like, opens the thing as all the, the weapons fall out. And they're like, no, we're not going to fight. And they're like, yeah, you are. And they, uh, you know, mm-hmm. activate the, the obedience discs. And at that point, I love that Strange is trying to call out to, and his name is uh, uh, Heroim. Uh, the other kind of mage and says, now it's mm-hmm. me who has gone too far. And he says, but he's like, yeah, I know. And I, I don't care. Basically like may, may the prophet forgive and embrace us all. And it sounded a little, a little handmaid's taily, but, uh, mm-hmm. and he says too, he says the, the, if the silver surfer couldn't fight the obedience disc, you guys are not going to be able to fight it. And still <laughs> uh, the century has now moved to the, to the awning of the front door. Yeah. He's on his uh-huh. way. He's getting so close to leaving the house. Oh, and here's what it said. This is what they they kept saying this. He's an agoraphobic schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they call it out. Though. He's an agoraphobic schizophrenic who spent the last 29 hours standing in his doorway. I, I okay. Like, <laughs> we know the century's powerful. Like I said, guys, he's one of my favorites. But when I hear a line like that, I, I can tell there he's being underwritten. Like, who in their right mind stands in their doorway for 29 hours 
I mean, the century, apparently, but I don't, uh, I just, I, I wasn't a fan of, of, and I, we, I know we talked about it a little bit, but I just, I always hate when they, um, and he kind of explains himself a bit when he's like, I'm basically, I'm nervous. I don't want to exude so much power that I destroy every, all life on earth. Uh, he says the amount of energy I'd have to expend if I lost control, even for a millisecond. And Tony Stark says like, it scares me too, but if you don't do it, so many people are going to die. It's time for is, to God. Isn't he afraid that like becoming that void again? Yeah, like, that's the thing about the schizophrenia. Uh-huh. Right. Yep, exactly. And yeah, so while all this is happening, they're getting so close to killing each other. And Korg's even saying, he says, Greenskin, I think we've made our point. And uh, I think her name, I don't remember what her name is, but she says, never, never stop. And that's the, that's the mantra that they say in the series and in the prologue too, is never stop making them pay. Right. And it, you know, you can kind of tell that the Hulk is uh, starting to be like, okay, maybe, maybe this is enough. Maybe this is too much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what is it, what is it that happens? Does Tony Stark reprogram through like his mind or whatever because at this point i think is when he has the uh what is that called the the type of suit where it's like under his skin uh yeah he's got he's got the extremist the extremist armor and and, uh something happens with the obedience disc i think where he he's able to talk to the uh to to all the stuff on yeah and Mm -hmm. and get get lasers to fire on the hulk or something like that from from trying to get to this panel yeah, and then he, I think he even uses it to like shoot, maybe shoot off the obedience, or no, he was just using it to try and take them out. And, uh, uh what do you say? Yeah, and I like this. He says, Well, uh, look at that. We, it looks like we're all monsters now, the Hulk says. Mm-hmm. And then he, I love this part too, though, where, and again, it's like, Come on, Sentry. You know, he's trying, he's doing the classic gladiatorial thumbs up or thumbs down. And right. the sentry is in his doorway says, you hear that, Bruce? It's time to play God. And I'm like, dude, you're literally talking to nobody about a conversation that you had with Iron Man days ago. Like, no one's mm-hmm. trying to, <laughs> dude, just go. But then that's the end of the issue is, is the sentry flies off and heads straight there to fight him. So the thing that we've all been waiting for since the beginning of issue one is finally here. It's finally arrived. And Robert, I got to say, I know we talked about it, but when I read it, I actually really liked the sentry fight this time around, just because if you realize it, as you go through here, it takes up a ton of this issue. And, you know, it opens up with them still back up fighting and Mm -hmm. sentry shows up and, uh, well, no, I think at this point they decide we're going to, you know, we're going to raise everything to the ground. And then the Sentry, which I, I'd be curious, do you think this is where they pulled it from in Endgame? Sentry flies into his ship and just flies through it and completely destroys it like Captain Marvel did? Yeah, I got that vibe too, looking at that. I, I You know, but um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess I, I didn't see it the way you did because, yeah, you got a couple of cool panels of, of him versus Sentry, but it's it's just kind of like Dark Avengers to me. It's kind of like anticlimactic in, in a way. Like it's all this build up. Like you said, he's standing in his doorway for twenty nine hours. What the hell? He's sitting there watching TV with the dog and all this shit. Just to, I mean, yeah, it's it's better than how as in Dark Avengers, but still. But it's, it, okay, it, I just, just counted. There's nineteen pages of their fight. Uh huh. 
So there's a, it's a, it's a good portion of a fight, but I totally agree with what you're saying. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I liked it better than I remember that I liked it, but Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of the fight because it's so powerful. Like the fight is essentially them leveling basically almost the entire city. And he's just, the Hulk is pounding into his face and he just keeps saying more, more. And he's just like, yes, like keep hitting me, please. And then he just, you know, hits the Hulk and it, what it, for me, at least it looks like he's like turning the roads and the city to lava. It's like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then the thing says, you know, that's what he's busting out the power of a million exploding suns. And, uh, and so now they're all like, well, crap, I guess we're all going to die. Like we shouldn't have released the century. And it's like, okay, but like you can write a story where somebody is so powerful, but that you don't have to limit them the way that they're, they're doing with him in this. Yeah, I would. I'd be curious to see if somebody can actually write write a good story for this guy because he he's pretty he's pretty cool. I just what I've read so far, they they really like you know hold him back from what I've seen. Yeah, I need to shoot you a, a message with those century issues because that Paul Jenkins century where he that he's introduced is really really good. Uh, uh-huh. But but after that, it was like, okay, well, we don't really know what to do with him next sort of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, he just keeps fighting. And then we get to this point where, um, and I like this too. He says, they call, they can call you what, excuse me, they can call you whatever they want. Savior, destroyer, all that matters is what you choose. And it's so funny too, because the century says it all these years, I tried to calm you down. And now at the end of it all, it's me that needs that who can't seem to stop. And it, it, it is, it's, it's just, it's like he became exactly what he said he didn't want to become. Like there's no, there's no character growth in him, you know, choosing to be restraintful or whatever that ends up being. Like, he's like, Oh, I'm so nervous that I'm going to lose control. And then he loses control and loves it. And he's like, ah, well, look at me. Like <laughs> I became exactly what I thought I wouldn't be. And then they fight so hard that it actually knocks both of them into their human forms, which uh, this is the part I did not like. And when I read it the first time too, I was like, wait, what? So they, they, you fight so hard that you just turn back into a human. Oh, like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I was looking at that. Like, like, I guess they're fighting so hard that they both, I don't know. I guess they use so much energy fighting each other. They just revert back to their normal state. Yeah. And you know, whatever, I guess that's fine. But honestly, like I said, reading this, I, the twist actually ends up playing better than the rest of it. Because at that point, Bruce goes to shake uh, Rick Jones hand and Meek stabs a spear through Rick Jones and says, come back to us, Hulk. And, uh, you, you know, the Hulk obviously freaks out and, and turns back in. Bruce freaks out and turns back into the Hulk. And it's like, wait, what, wait, what? And so then he just beats the crap out of Meek. Like there's this, there's this bit I'm seeing here where yeah. it almost looks like, or maybe this is Korg. It looks like he's stepping through him. Like he'd be stepping on a giant pumpkin. Yeah. Like Korg. That's, that's, that's Korg. He's doing that too. Yeah, and he's just smashing, uh, yeah, it's, it's freaking brutal, man. He's like beating him to a pulp. It's like rocking. No, blood. that is Meek. That is Meek. I'm looking at it here because Korg's grabbing him from behind. Meek has like the same colored shell as him, but he's got this yeah. brown, the brown legs underneath him. But yeah, and he says him, okay. he says, this is what you made us for. Don't let them stop you, Hulk. 
Never stop making them pay. That's what you taught me. That's why I killed them. That's why you'll kill me. And then, and he's like, them? And he says, yeah, like you, people always forget when you like that, you know, you forget when in times of peace, what you struggled with in war and you forget who you are. So like, he's basically this like ultimate warrior where he's being very proactive in the idea of when there isn't a battle, I don't know what to do with my life. And he just Mm -hmm. wants to keep the battle going. So we find out that Meek actually set the bomb off in the ship. Yeah. What a twist. Yeah. I don't know if that's like kind of like an allegory or something for like warmongering and conspiracy theory, 9-11 stuff. Like, you know, you got, you got to have some kind of catac, you know, cataclysm or something to, to incite war. Like it was yep. meek the whole time, but like, like we talked about, you know, like it seems like throughout the whole, the whole run is that his war bound is just egging him on and just like, like hyping him up to keep fighting. Yeah. So even, even when, even when maybe is maybe there is a, a slight chance that the, uh you know, whichever Illuminati member he's fighting at the time can, can get through to him and talk sense into him. There's always somebody in the war bound in his ear, like trying to hype him up. So here we are like near the end and Rick Jones is the one that actually can get through to him. It took everybody, not even century. Rick Jones is getting through to him. And as he starts to, that's when Meek, <laughs> Meek stabs him. So it's like, I mean, damn it, man. Like, come on. We were so close. Yeah. We had, we had the happy ending. Yep. But at the same time, you're kind of getting a happy ending because you know now, okay, like for the for those of us, and I'm included in that group who root for the Illuminati, uh, like mm-hmm. it was nice to know that, okay, yeah, we know definitively now that the Illuminati did not make the bomb explode, so it's mm-hmm. not their fault. But, uh, oh, and then the brood, that's one of the other the guys. And so the brood starts yep. like fighting Meek, and he's like, are you serious? Like you killed all of these people just for this dumb thing? And uh, he says, we all must die, all this passing, so the next thing can come, so the world breaker can finally make an end. And mm-hmm. he says, he, he says, like, stop. And he, he does something where he just exudes all this gamma energy. And he says, without you, none of this would have happened. I will hate you forever, almost as much as I hate myself. And he jumps off. Now, I think, well, no, because he says this, uh, Mr. Fantastic says something to him, which causes him to say this. So I'm pretty sure when he says, if it wasn't for you, he's talking to the Illuminati, right? He's not talking to Meek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was, I I, kind of was confused about that, but then, yeah, yeah. he kind of lets it rip. He like shoots gamma fissures into the earth. And you, you can hear rumblings and quaking. It shows it in, in Greenwich, Connecticut, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. in restricted airspace in upstate New York. And I love mm-hmm. this too. Two more footsteps like that, Mr. President, and we lose the Eastern Seaboard. And he says, do it before I break the world. And uh, at that point, Iron Man's like, all right, God help us all. And he says, I love three meter focus, one nine millisecond burst every hundred milliseconds. No, Hulk, no, you can't let them do this. And then he's, I love this target TS 53, Anthony Stark, DOS commence tracking and wait for uh-huh. my mark. And he's just running towards him with the beam on him and just dives right past him as the, the satellite just shoots into the Hulk and beams him with so much energy. And we get another 
really sad look at him saying goodbye to his wife, saying, I will never leave you and uh, mm. disintegrates and turns back into Bruce Banner. Again, a little, I don't know how that works in, in, you know, physics or biology, but Hey, it works for the comic. That's fine. And so now Bruce is back and, uh, and I love to this ending. This is the story of the Hulk and how he finally came home. And, uh, and, you know, all that matters is what is what you choose. And so all of the bad guys, well, all of the warbound get taken into custody. The obedience discs are removed from some very tired Avengers and Illuminati. Uh, and then Bruce Banner is now being kept three miles below the earth in the Mojave desert where he kind of, his eyes are open, but then he closes his eyes to go to sleep, which to me is a sign that he's found some peace hopefully. And then we get an interesting little twi twist at the end there that uh, yeah. honestly didn't play off so well in real time, but we find out what, uh, what that is at the very end is that Hulk's line has survived. Uh, that is his son being coming right. Emma in Sakaar. Uh, and that was a, a series that came out right after it called Sakaar or Scar son of Hulk. Uh, and I read a couple of issues of it. It was okay. The character was pretty cool, but um, so nice to know that his son didn't die. But, that that's pretty freaky oh yeah yeah how did that happen his mom was disintegrated like time time it, like i said it's the, it, indestructible embryo that <laughs> comes out of nowhere embryo that's the series that i would like to read <laughs> yeah uh, but nice. yeah, and then that's the story. So uh, again, like I, I think this, like I said, is one of one of my favorite stories just because I can always count on it to entertain me just because mm -hmm. there's so much action in it. It's like one of the most action-packed Marvel stories that I've ever read. No, yeah, it was really fun. Like I said, I, I flew through it, even with some of the, the weirder parts. I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. It didn't take me long to read it all. Yeah. So yeah, it, like hopefully we can find more like these even if we don't have to like try to deep dive into find stuff about the mcu or trying to trying to look for some stuff that ties in or whatever like these ones are fun oh i gotta tell you and to our listeners as well i've got a whole pile of those a whole list of <laughs> unrelated stories that are really really good that i've been wanting to reread so uh, we'll have some really good ones to dive into for sure coming up in the future nice yeah i don't uh, know i mean i as much as I love Loki and uh, you know, the whole aspect of the show, I've mm. never really been a huge fan of him in the comics just because he's more of like the magic as guardian type of thing, which never really interested me. So we'll see if we talk about something Loki related in June. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm game. No matter, I'm not game no matter what, but this, this, like I said, this one's, this one was really fun. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I better, better than vision quest. I would say. <laughs> yes <laughs> way better not a, not a hard bar to cross nope no nope. well, awesome robert thank you so much for coming on as always uh, always a treat always great to hear your insights you always share some things that i never thought of so appreciate you taking the time to come speak with us oh man anytime man thanks for having me on yeah absolutely so if that's going to do it for us this month for comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein and i hope you enjoy reading these comics <laughs>